season two. Two. <laughs> let's, let's try that Where one more we, time. We, okay, we, we this is to... like an improv exercise. We have to ready. Season, season two. Two. I deliberately waited that time you just did. to mess Why it did up. You do I'm that? sorry. We're listen, so excited. Season... We are so. This is super exciting. We we have some amazing episodes coming up. It's been so fun putting together, and we have been hearing from you uh, all over social media, email to hear you come to us and say this affected you, that you're learning from this, and we feel like this is about expanding our community because what this does for you, it does back for us. We love doing it. We love doing it for you. Absolutely. I have personally, yes. uh, if I may open my diary a little bit, uh, found having these conversations with you and other people uh, really helpful. We're, we're really exploring these things uh, in an interesting way, and, and we're thrilled that the audience, uh, you all out there, uh, seem to like it. So thank you so, so much. Keep the emails coming. Keep reaching out to us, letting, you know what, letting us know, rather, what you think and um, what you want to hear also because yeah. one of the things we're finding that we're all realizing that we're all in this together there's such a commonality that we all have as industry professionals as artists and uh, it's really important that we keep that conversation and that community building together you want to book as much acting work as you can as often as you can we get that the thing is, you don't book acting work by focusing on booking acting work. The industry is more dynamic than that. The art is more interesting than that. By taking you inside the craft, the casting room, and the business, and bringing other industry experts into the conversation, we dig in. We pull back the curtain of the industry and show you how much power you really have as an artist. Here's the truth. When you bring your humanity to the work and the industry, you become an artistic leader, the kind of actor who books work. Even after decades of working with actors all over the world, in our classes at the BGB studio, teaching, coaching, casting, directing, producing, acting, on set, on stage, behind the camera, and in front, nothing excites us more than seeing you express your unique artistic voice, humanize the business, and book work doing it. We're here on the podcast in our online classes at the BGB studio to give you all the tools you need to be a championship level working actor right now in an industry that desperately needs your voice and your leadership. Yeah, industry and artistry. This is the only place you're going to hear this. I'm Risa. And I'm Steve. And this is the acting podcast from the BGB studio. Hi. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. Here we are hey, at the Lisa. end of the summer. How are you doing? Um, yeah, I've said this before. You know, I've talked about this, but like back in March, if you remember, this felt, <clears throat> even though it felt uh, pretty dramatic back then too, um, on some sense, I realized that we felt like this was going to be a sprint and arguably a sprint to like for the next couple months or whatever. And so here we are in a place where We've hit all the walls. I mean, we as collectively um, <laughs> hit all the walls. Yeah. Um, and there is an understanding now that this isn't a sprint. This isn't a marathon. Uh, this is. Uh, this is. And so, uh, it could potentially. Here we are. Um, you know, starting off the podcast with dread, but this could potentially go on for a couple of years, back and forth, opening, closing, whatever this is, right? And. In the Buddhist tradition, that can bring dread, and oh my God, are you kidding me? Um, but also an understanding of the true nature of reality, like really seeing it and not engaging in ignorance in the Buddhist sense, which is the denial of the true nature of reality, um, we can then and only then process this and find the space in between. Um, and, and I think that's what I'm fighting for just now, and failing miserably, incidentally, 
for the most part, but every once in a while, little moments of grace, little moments of uh, of space. Um, as I'm looking at the grid view of uh, the the gallery view of uh, Zoom, often in all our classes, you know, we got 15 little boxes there, or whatever. Um, I encourage people to look at the space in between those little beautiful black lines in between. And as a practice, finding the space in between allows you to uh, to do that in your life, uh, to amidst all the oppressive pressure and the external forces that seem to be coming at us pretty consistently. Um, and, and everything in the context of the way it was before and the way it will be in the future. You know, when we reopen, X will happen. Or remember back in January, February, when X could happen and now it can't and this sucks. Where is the space in between? So um, I think I'm very much in process right now uh, and tripping and getting back up and recalculating, recalibrating tripping again, all that sort of stuff. And I do recognize that when I do meditate, and it's been few and far between those moments these days with two kids and everything else going on, um, my breath is pretty shallow these days. Um, mm. And breath, I think, is a big deal right now as it relates both to um, the actual illness uh, and what it does to your respiratory system and also in the context of George Floyd uh, and, you know, I can't breathe. Um, I think breath is something to focus on right now and, and to um, appreciate more than most other times, I think. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> I'm, try- I'm just trying to breathe. As you're saying that, I'm yeah. just trying to get connected. Because when you say two years, I go into a panic, you know? Right. I've always been one to think that we can control the beast. And this beast does not allow for control and so it's letting go of control in our lives looking at what control even means you know controlling the breath means letting the breath happen and just being aware you know coming to an awareness and coming to an awareness of how we feel about all of this because if we're if we keep pushing that away because we're we can't control it then uh all of this stuff is happening underneath the surface or even deep deep down it's being you know, suppressed. I know I've been doing that. And then it just kind of comes out sideways. And right. so finding that breath, that space and that letting go is so challenging. I know it is for me um, every day. Yeah. The nature yeah. of, of who I am, the nature of, of what I believe uh, is possible. But it's um, it's hard. You know, I went out yesterday uh, for like the first time in, in a long time. And I was just... I was scared. I was driving and I was looking around and thinking I was in some post-apocalyptic sphere and things were going to come and, you know, get at me and then just came back to some quiet space in my car. Listened yeah. to uh, Frank Sinatra because it was just it just popped on. And even though that doesn't seem mm. meditative, you know, for me, it made me feel a lot. Just I have history in relationship to... Frank Sinatra and music his music and so I just wept in my car and released you know right. and I think we have to allow that for ourselves and I know for actors for all you guys out there who are our audience who we love and care for and feel you um, yeah, that's the question for you is where can you find that space yeah because again <clears throat> and this was my personal experience that I reacted to it by particularly in the beginning of this thing 
trying to exercise a lot, but a particular kind of exercise, like a doing kind of exercise, a high intensity, you know, for me it's martial arts and, and it was really just trying to like release that that top pressure of steam, the anxiety, the panic, the all that kind of stuff. And and it, it served its purpose, you know, which is great. But somewhere around the end of May or June, I realized that my breath was still shallow, like that it's it, that this stuff was not being released at its core level. So then um, you have to take a deeper look. And, 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 and then for me, going back to meditation and Qigong, and what was interesting is that's actually when I injured my back, when I wasn't doing these really... Um, intense movements, but it was the internal focus because that's where the pain is. And so even if you talk about anti-racist work, um, th- those, it, you know, as, as opposed to just posting the memes or whatever, like that real deep look in, which this moment is demanding of us right now, that's the hard work. And, and I, I don't think it's, um, it's healthy or appropriate for, people to to dive into that right now full on like it has to happen with an understanding that let me take a peek here and then back up a little bit and you know uh, uh spark up a joint and watch some netflix or like whatever your version of that is but is that, but is that little, what you're doing steve you're no up a split I, 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 watching netflix? I actually don't feel like i can do that this is part of my letting go because of my my kids, mm-hmm. I, I still I have this panic that if I were to do that, um, on some level, I if something happened, I wouldn't be you know blah blah blah. So um, you know because we haven't had childcare in a long long time, so uh, so we're we're on all the time. My wife more than me, but um, it's uh, it's intense. But but so but but whatever your version of that is, I think we have to go back and forth. And check the judgment of you're not doing anything or you're not productive enough or whatever. And, and just just allow yourself almost as if you have the awareness of, oh, this is where I'm leaning right now. Um, and, you know, it, it, uh, to me, it hasn't I haven't been day drinking yet, but um, but whatever that thing is eating, you know, more desserts than usual or whatever. Like, I think we have to have this understanding that um that we are in need. There's suffering right now. And so we're going to lean towards um, an escape from the suffering. And so maybe we allow that a little bit and then we gently but firmly bring it back to, no, no, but now we have to write about this right now. And so as this all relates to actors who, on the one hand, um, feel like they maybe should should be self-taping their asses off right now during this time or getting ready for when it reopens or or whatever that looks like for for them or writing the script right now um i think what's important to understand is that artistic pursuit has to start with presence what i mean by that is if you're having trouble getting out of bed and and if you are like yeah like no kidding because there's a lot of reasons to to knock it out of bed these days um Thinking, ugh, I suck because I, I, I know I should be writing 120 pages during this pandemic, but I can't. Like going right to the future or the expectation or what you should be doing or um, what you're not doing, that future past cycle, is problematic. And, and particularly now, not the, the spark of artistry. To me, and we see this in our classes, you just have to show up like the bar is really low right now in a beautiful way where if you're lying in bed thinking, fuck, I can't even get out of bed right now. Um, it's a really short pivot to artistry. And that pivot is 
let me just grab a pen and paper or the laptop or whatever and just write about where I'm at right here in this moment. Just show up in that moment. And so and that as a practice of dealing with where you are right now, in particular because even the industry needs you to, to uh, express an artistry that meets this moment with every all the flavors that are in the soup of this moment. Um, that's going to be the practice that leads to the script being written or... Um, or that self-tape uh, being done or um, or just the expression of you getting through the day in a way that doesn't see you beating yourself up. It's this is where I'm at right now. So And, and that's a really short bridge from ugh to I can't to let me just express and be in this moment and express it, right? Like that's artistry. Um, uh, articulating in whatever fashion, whatever medium, the uh, experience that you're having, the singular experience that you're having in that moment. And so in our classes, um, people show up sometimes after having, you know, after two months of saying, I just can't because I, I have to just like do nothing right now. I, I don't have it in me to do X, Y, or Z. And they realize that they actually don't have to do much except show up. Mm. And artistry emerges because it's inside of them. It's like it's there anyways, right? So, um, so understanding that that your artistry lives in you already. You don't have to climb a mountain. You just have to show up and say, I'm, I'm here. And this is what I'm seeing and feeling right now in this moment. That's the beginning of artistry. And that's how you express your art during an actual worldwide pandemic. And you know what? That is also an audition technique. No doubt. Because we give all of that up. You know, we say we're in this place. We know we're in this place. We're feeling like we're in this place during this pandemic that is so extreme and bringing all of that feeling and uh, paralysis sometimes or despair. And and yet what you're talking about, that just that showing up, that simple act of presence, that allowing and saying, I'm just going to be here. And that's the beginning of the expression of your artistry and your whole humanity is the exact same thing that is required when you work, when you audition, when you do scene work, when you show up on set, when you go, go, to, go to rehearsal, when you create something. It's all the same. And we forget that because we're racing toward performance. We're racing toward control. We're racing toward achieving. And that's what it's, it's what we're, we're being trained to do. We have been trained to do. And so this comes back to a very original and core nature and heart of artistry, humanity, community, connection, and expression of self. Yeah, and, and as I think about it, I'm so proud. It makes me feel all the things. I'm so proud of the actors that show up to our classes because um, I know what they're going through, and, and some of them are going through a lot, like a lot. All the calamity that one would expect over the last six months has played out in, in many of our actors. And displacement and death and the trauma of racism and, 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 and yet they're showing up and doing just that. And when, and when they give themselves, and most of this is just trust, right? When they, when they trust that they, that they are enough to just show up and express where they're at, all of a sudden doors start opening. And so I was in class last night and and I, like, again, I know this group in, and they're articulating it. Uh, um, they're challenged by all the limitations of the medium and of it's, you know, it's hard right now. And, and yet the scene work that happens, it's stunning. And it's stunning because they know how to light the fire. They know how to have that initial spark that lights it. And then 
and then it all takes over. And so you have a scene, you know, we ended with a scene last night that was uh, Julius Caesar. It was, uh, um, I mean, again, like we're cold reading Shakespeare, these two actors, right, uh, who are challenged by all the things and um, emotionally and otherwise it's a hard time for them. And they let go. And all of a sudden it's this Trumpian era Julius Caesar scene and they're feeling all the things and it is a raging, beautiful fire um, that they couldn't plan, didn't plan, likely didn't think that they had in them, but allowed themselves to show up. And, and that's the miracle of presence, that when you are present, the other actor emerges, um, the world around you emerges, you're able then to experience it and, and ride that wave. And so um, for those of you who are thinking that it's just all so much right now, uh, in the interest of your healing, in the interest of your art and your career, the practice right now needs to be, let me, in, in very, very small doses and with as much gentle care as I can offer myself, express however I want to, um, on a grand or small level, what my unique emotional experience is right now in this moment, right here, right now. That's the beginning of all of it. And that's that's your only responsibility right now. It's your only job to yourself and the people around you is to do that. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And and it comes out in so many beautiful ways. I love that you had that experience in class and that you constantly do and that we're able to do this on Zoom. My God, like who thought if we go back and remember what happened exactly today's yeah, like five and a half months ago, right? When yeah. we go back and, and remember what it was like, to, it, it became about survival, survival for the studio, survival for all of us in our homes and our lives. And, and then we entered the Zoom space, you know, fairly skeptically and have realized that all of the limitations of it are wonderful challenges and wonderful ways for us to um, reach beyond ourselves to other people. Like it's still about human connection. You know, and what you're talking about is starting with yourself and then realizing that you can find that in, in a scene or in any kind of human connection with your family or in community or with other actors. And, and I just keep coming back to that because um, what I keep reflecting on or meditating on or journaling on is, is such a strong need for love and human connection. It's the thing that just keeps coming up for me and surprising me. I deal with the loss, you know, the sadness of it. I, I, I think of the loss of my immediate family, and that wasn't recent, but it's, it starts to come up, and that speaks to a feeling of loss and then also what fills that, what, what replaces that or what nourishes that. And it has to do with, with each other. And I know that for so many of us, uh, we need that. And for actors, you know, y you guys have been in this place where you feel like your your lives and your careers, um, your livelihood depends on the industry validating you and telling you that you have a space to be an artist. So this is an amazing way for you to remember and come back to the fact that this starts with you and ends with you. You are responsible for the expression of your own creative spirit. And therefore, you are responsible for your own career. Therefore, you are responsible for what's happening right now, which is not saying that you have to do a whole lot, but it has to do with a mindset of coming back to that presence, that sense of just showing up and then experiencing that with other people. 
You know, right. when that happens, that's when I feel whole, whether it's with my family or in class or in any kind of human connection, I, I just start to feel whole again and remember that this is why I started this in the first place. It was about belonging. It was about finding yeah. belonging. And so what is belonging for you? What is what is what is that for any of you out there listening and, and wondering where you belong? Do you belong at all? I had a, you know an actor say to me recently, well, I didn't have much of a career before this. I know I don't have one right now. When this is over, I probably won't have one ever again. And and I thought, I mean, I, I'm a, I have empathy for that. But I also thought, like, how do we make this time a time for not only healing and presence and expression, but also like use all of these feelings and all of the challenges that we're going through to do some reevaluating and reconnecting with ourselves, you know? Like what a great time to rip it open when we're when we're ready. I'm not saying it should happen every day or all day. But when you're ready, I know that I've been going through some of that, you know, in, in a number of ways, being challenged by a number of things in the world, in our country. And, and it's been hard. But when I allow myself to go through it, to really go through it and go to some dark, the dark night of the soul, there's, you know, there's, there's a possibility that comes out of that and, and a, a renewal and a rebirthing. You know, and then that may sound all yadi lotty dotty, but but it's it's really true. I mean, if you're feeling the big feelings, which we all are, how amazing to dig into them and to uh, and to not only create allowance for stuff to happen like what happened in your class last night, but also for some deep reflection. Well, and in the same way that I think this time has revealed things, yeah. particularly in the United States, that were always there, but that some of us didn't see. I think in the same way, in the, indus- the industry has always been in flux. The entertainment industry is always bubbling and moving. And I would say that actors actually prevent themselves from being successful when they, they aren't engaged in that constant death and rebirth and death and rebirth and reevaluation. And, and, yeah. and because there's so much scarcity in the industry, if you hit on something that works, you end up grabbing tightly to it and don't want to let go. But that's where you fall, and that's true artistically, that's true in terms of your career also. So those actors who have been able to be flexible um, and try new things and yes and, and have a beginner's mentality consistently, those are the actors, I think, that end up um, being able to ride all the waves that are happening in the industry all the time. And this is revealing yet another one. And then the question is, how do you do that? How do you maintain that flexibility? Well, you come back to, wait a minute, why am I doing this? What is this for me? Is it connection? Is it belonging? Um, and and if that's your your true north, then then what happens is that the platform of the tools become um, secondary, and and so uh, because you have your eye forward and above on on something else. And so, and, and, and then all of a sudden things start shifting and you're letting go because your eye is on the thing that makes your heart sing. And so a given agent, um, you know, an actual worldwide pandemic that we now have to do this on Zoom, et cetera, those uh, um, don't matter as much. And then you go to, yeah, what is, so this is what I want. This is why I do this. And then you're able to, with presence, look at well, what tools do I have at my disposal 
to get to the place that I want to get to. Um, and, and then you use those tools as best as you can to, to make that happen. And again, I think because the actors who have been with us for a while and, and, and who were in class with us on Zoom during this time uh, are in the practice of it and regularly lose themselves in the work that they love, then even those ones that still, after six months, go, I hate Zoom so much, or I want to throw this computer against the wall, or I just wish I could be in the same room with you, but are also continuing to do the work because this is the platform that we have, they start doing really creative things. They're shooting movies, you know, in your class on Zoom. I have an actor who uh, who did a scene uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago, uh, and they used their phone as one camera, and... Um, their computer is another in the scene. And so now they're switching back and forth and they've got two cameras going because they logged into Zoom twice. And like, so we're, we're pushing the, uh, the, the capacity of this thing artistically, um, which is exciting. And that's how creativity happens. And that's what a creative mind does. It starts with presence. What is actually happening inside of me and the world around me? Let's use the tools that I have at my disposal to make it happen. The interesting thing about David and Goliath, that story, is not even necessarily that David, you know, uh, um, beat Goliath. But if you read the full story, um, it's that he used the tools that were on the ground in front of him, a stick, a rock, right? That's creativity. And that's essential for any artist. It's also necessity. You know, like you have what is available to you right now. And if you don't use what's available to you right now, you're going to sit around waiting for something or run around looking for it. So what's right in front of you? And this is what's right in front of us. This Zoom platform, this virtual space is right in front of us. And for those people who are as frustrated as, as they are with it, and even we are, and we get all the Zoom fatigue and all that stuff, we realize, you know, that it is just what's what it, these are our tools and it's what we have. And we can run from it and wait and wait and wait till something else happens or we we can not only embrace it, but, you know, rise beyond it. And so and yeah. do the and do the work that we know. And we all talked about that. And we've said this before. But we realized when we started on Zoom that this was, in some ways, better. I mean, not ultimately, like we don't want to be here forever. But in some ways, it was creating a space where people could let go and stop being performative and presenting their work in any form and noticing that in auditions as well, that people are, are just letting go and, sh you know, they're in their living room. And so you can like create all the, the fancy environment for yourself that you want to and get that ring light for your audition or even your class or your self tape. And you could, you know, do the blue background and you could try to manipulate things. But at the end of the day, it comes back to being connected to another human being in whatever space you're in and making and using these tools to do that. And that's why I love that actors in class, in, in a couple of my classes have been, we did this out of necessity and out of also a creative mindset um, and said, okay, this is what we have. Let's, let's write some stuff. Let's shoot some stuff. Let's, and what I'm finding amazing, and I've just been getting edits being sent to me recently by actors, is that one actor just realized that he was an amazing editor. At least I realized he was an amazing editor. And he's struggling as an actor. And I said to him, do you realize how much talent you have as an editor? He said, I, I'm in there till four in the morning loving this. I don't know who's going to ever see this thing. But I, and I said to him, let me introduce you to a couple of my editor friends. Because this may be your side hustle or this may be your new creative expression. And he went, I, I, 
I never thought of that. He goes, but what about my acting? I said, what about your acting? You'll always be a wonderful actor, but if, you know, this is another thing that you can do and, and how great to discover that. So I think this is a time when we can discover so many amazing things if we allow ourselves to, if we surrender to this, if the resistance that comes up becomes almost a, a gift. Lord knows there have been so many resistances, you know, and that and that we take responsibility for this. And, and it's a choice. You always say that, Steve, right? The, the How you react to the challenges in front of you, it's a choice. You can either become a victim of it, or you can take action and 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 pick up the rock, you know, and the stick, and say, "This is what I have. These are my tools. These this is what what's possible. So I'm going to use this, and you know, make something of it." And so that that's something that we forget that because this is not new, you know. These are the, our circumstances there, and they are really terrible, terrible, challenging circumstances. But it's what we do with them. Because the thing is, as actors, the industry has never been, you know, this this welcoming, open place that has invited you in consistently and said and validated you and hired you and fed your finances. It's always been a challenging place for all of us and for actors especially. So because of that, we, we sometimes do the grass is greener thing, you know, that, oh, well, you know, when the industry comes back, I'll do something then. Or uh, this feels very different. But the bottom line is how you choose to deal with your circumstances, what you do with that. And I'm seeing actors doing amazing things right now. You know, you can do all the challenges and all the self-tape and monologue challenges. And, and I think those are sort of running out. But like there's so many amazing things that you can do with your time uh, without making yourself crazy. Yeah. And again, ultimately, you have to know what you want and, 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 and why you're doing it. And that puts you in the place of being able to love and need the art more than you dislike Zoom. Um, and, you know, to a certain extent, I, I think all this did was speed up the process. Like if you think of mm-hmm. the proliferation of self-tapes from in-person auditions and that like many years or decade or whatever, like those of uh, um, us who come from other countries, we, we've been self-taping, right? Like Australia, Canada, it's always been self-tapes. But, but they um, became the norm to the point where people weren't doing in-person auditions. And then all of a sudden the pandemic happened and we're forced to do Zoom. But I suspect that the transition would have continued um, to, to Zoom auditions at some point and some fancy casting director might have been the first to do it. I, I don't think it would have been you because I know how much you like to be in the room. Um, but I but love I think it would have happened I, anyways. Yeah, but I love self-tapes and I love that virtual thing as, as an initial whatever. But yeah, maybe it would have gotten there. Yeah. And, and, and all this did, I think, was speed it up. Right? Yeah. So <clears throat> because out of necessity, which which is, is what happens. So, so then again, the question becomes um, whatever the industry looks like, and in this beautiful vacuum, you can uh, you can fill this vacuum as as an actor with uh, uh, with leadership in that regard and mm. show people what this thing can be and how you can push the artistic envelope of Zoom, for instance. Um, but uh, but you have to get right with it because this is this, these are the tools you have. And you know, in terms of the industry opening up, because that keeps coming up for people and what that looks like. You know, people are auditioning now, and I know a number of casting directors, especially in commercials and voiceover work and some film and television, are very, very active in that process without sometimes an, a, a date in sight. Like, we're going to get this ready, but we don't know when we're going to actually start. But as we know, stuff is happening in Europe and in, in, in Australia, New Zealand, 
in Canada, people are working and they're working on sets with lots of COVID rules and guidelines and they're making it work. And I've been hearing from, as you have, from actors and directors all over the world who are working with these limitations and figuring out ways to manage it. And and it will never be the same again, just like airports will never be the same after 9-11 and so forth. Um, but it's slow, you know, and it's a slow process and there'll be mistakes made and things will get shut down and start up again. But what it speaks to is not, it, it, yeah, it's monetary. Like, we got to get back to work and people have to start making money and the industry has to start, you know, producing again. But it also speaks to the human need to create together, you know, because ultimately that's the thing that's pushing through in all of this. And so I believe it will come back and it will change and we will be back in the physical space at the studio as well as on set in, in new and challenging ways and they'll be clunky and messy and, and whatnot um and then we'll potentially look back at this in a year and go oh that was that time uh, but we're here now and we have to deal with what's in front of us and i i do get hope though i heard, just heard from luke in my class my saturday morning class who's in toronto and he said you know he also does production work he's an actor but he said he's going back to work full time in in the commercial world um and he's grateful for that, but they seem to have their shit together a little more up there in our homeland, you and me, Steve, in Canada, where where people are are being respectful of the restrictions and figuring out how to do this. So there's, you know, there are glimpses of hope in that. And that's another thing for all of us to think about, you know, where are the glimpses of hope in, in all of this? Because I'm starting to get resigned to the fact that it could be months and months of this. And now uh, this is a new kind of acceptance, a new kind of reckoning, a new kind of hope, really, in, in what this is. So what is that for you when you think of a few months from now or, or the, the end of this or the, the, the move out of this? What is, what is that? Well, just, just to address the industry first, uh, I think an important point, you know, you talk about people being back on set and... Um, and some of that speaks to just the way that different countries have handled this as opposed to yeah. um, the way that the United States has handled it. Um, and and that's a deeper discussion, which I'm happy to have, but perhaps not right in the second. But, but I think uh, the fractures in this country, which have always been there, there's always this sort of turmoil and this back and forth. It's, you know, uh, from the founding onward uh, of uh, different factions um, in conflict, having arguments and discussions consistently. Um, and, and that creates fractures and then populists, uh, like the current president, um, put their finger and they push on that, those fractures for their own gain. And, and then all of a sudden when everyone needs to pitch in and as a unified, uh, group, uh, start shoveling, um, we can't do that because people think, because shoveling becomes politicized, right? Wearing a mask, whatever. In Canada, there's more of a sense, and there's fewer people, but there's more of a sense of like, hey, we all have to, as a country, uh, pitch in here. And so they reduced cases pretty quickly. And then, yeah, there are people who are on set. There are Hallmark movies that are shooting and shoot, you know, last month or whatever, that's when they started. But the other thing is that the productions that I'm hearing about, even in Los Angeles, are productions that take place on an island and it's two actors and it's a, you know, $300,000 budget, but with an actor who is a name, you know, like, so every, the, the leaders in this are getting creative. The leaders are doing what we were talking about is, well, what can we do? 
and and you know that discussion as opposed to oh it sucks right now but what's not wrong where are the spaces what you know that creative producing even um is is another example of how these moments can be met um in terms of what this looks like let's say in a year from now i suspect it is a hybrid of in person and uh and online um i just don't know that like for us for instance, we've opened up to this worldwide audience all of a sudden where I'm, you know, in um, Sherman Oaks right now uh, facilitating scenes between people in uh, Australia and South Africa and, you know, all over Europe and et cetera, and various places in the United States and, and all over Canada, um, which is pretty cool because each person brings a different, unique flavor to the work that we don't necessarily get by being in our um, North Hollywood bubble. So that's really exciting because the work then is influenced and changed in amazing ways. Um, and I don't know that that's going to go away because we're creating these tight-knit communities of people who are seeing the through line, even though they're across the world. And and so when we do go back in person, post-vaccine or like whatever that looks like, um, there will be uh, a, a version of this that exists online, a version of this that exists in person for those who prefer one over the other. And then a version of this where sometimes it's online and we're sort of going back and forth effortlessly as one might during, let's say, the initial audition process on Zoom, but then on set, you have to be on set in person. Like So I think doing both is going to be an important piece of an actor's journey from now on. Um, and then the other thing in terms of class, I think, and this is perhaps true of self-tapes too, just it's it's easier for people sometimes to not have to go in, drive, you know, uh, from the West side up to North Hollywood or for artists of all kind, even, even directors and casting directors who, um, who fill their tank, um, in the confines of their, their home and not, don't prefer to go out in the world. Uh, so some of it might be a personal thing too. No, I'm the director and I'm casting this thing, or I'm the casting director, I'm casting it. Um, I'd actually prefer to do it on zoom, even though we could go into the studio or whatever. So I think all that's going to play out when you remove um, this starvation that everyone has right now for human contact. So if you can get human contact at the dinner table um, and uh, like, you know, out at some restaurant somewhere and you can uh, go for a walk and see a bunch of people and uh, you, you see, you know, you're shaking hands and you're hugging and whatever, uh, that might uh, diffuse the focus of... Um, people's need to be in person all the time so that, yeah, I can, you know, it's been a long day. Uh, I've been yapping with in front of people all the time. Let's just do this on Zoom or whatever. Um, and I think that'll be an interesting outcome th that Zoom is now viable. It's now accepted. So given the choice and given that you can be out and you have the vaccine and everything's fine, which one, which do you prefer and why? And maybe certain things people will do on Zoom as opposed to in person or certain things people will prefer to do in person over Zoom. Um, callbacks in person, pre-reads on Zoom, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but one of the actors is in, in Brisbane right now shooting. Yeah. Well, so, that, you know, like all this, it, it'll, yeah. it'll become less, less divided. The lines will get blurred, I think. Well, it's a tool, like you said. You know, it's an right. added tool. And, and yeah, you get to actually talk to people. So you want to do, you know, you, you, you see a self-tape from someone in Toronto or somebody in Australia or somebody in Brussels or somebody in Atlanta and you're in L.A. And this gives you an opportunity to work with them, to actually get in there, even if you don't use that. You can use this audition. So you, you, get a, you, you do a work session. You give some notes. You 
And then you either tape that on Zoom or you say, now go back and do your self-tape again. And that's already happening, especially like in international communities where movies and TV shows, you look at Netflix, you know, doing productions all over the world and people are communicating. So, you know, the producers or the executives are in Los Angeles and New York and the director is in, you know, somewhere in Belgium and there's an actor in the UK and another actor in New York and they're all working together on Zoom in a creative space. And that's been productive and it's actually teaching us what's possible. So we can have even more contact and connection this way than writing an email to some casting director in another city and asking them to go do this or sending an email through an agent and send, like it's the broken telephone and it's, you know, it's all this time and miscommunication or lack of that. And then, then the actor does the self-tape again. And then it's just not quite what you meant. But this gives us real-time connection in a way in that process. And, and and also just remember, everybody's learning this together. Nobody knows what this is. Casting directors and, and studio executives and financiers and directors <clears throat> are all figuring this out. And nobody knows like, where should my eye be? And and how are these people really connecting? And, and what is the virtual waiting room like? And all of that, like nobody really understands that fully. And so everybody's like, we're all at the beginning of this. And what you can do right. is act. It, 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 Except, though, that, like, you and, 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 and I, who have been yeah. in this thing for six damn months, like, yeah. hours and hours and hours every week, like, four or five classes a week, and the actors who are with us, like, to me, they show up on, like, when you get calls from executives, like, I know you have, of, like, hey, what does this even look like on Zoom? And we're thinking, like, oh, my God, like, we, uh, well, do you have a sec? Because we know exactly, because we're pushing the envelope of this thing and doing it really consistently. The actors who show up in our classes... Uh, with great confidence, um, even when they forget to unmute themselves every once in a while, yeah. which is part of the thing. But uh, but but navigating the lag in in internet and like all of the potential roadblocks, which for the actors who've been with us for a while are no longer roadblocks because it's just shit that happens. It's it's under the tentpole of presence for them, and they just roll with it because they've been at this so much on Zoom. That's a really exciting prospect to me when when they're in auditions and some of them are just now on Zoom and they're far more comfortable than the casting director uh, uh, with the platform and can actually say, actually, hey, just go to the triple dot on the top right and blah, 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 and, and telling them how to yeah. how to make this work for them. Yeah. That's really exciting. Uh, and and that's, that's work that they have, that's an experience that they've earned by, by doing the work on this platform. Yeah. Absolutely. No, and I love that because our actors do have a sense of, of artistic authority in that and they can teach others uh, who are figuring this out. And this is new for, you know, for the industry in using yeah. this tool. Although I know writer's rooms have been happening on Zoom and on auditions and, and uh, table reads and executive meetings and producer meetings and all of that. Everything is happening on Zoom. Um, we should have bought stock in Zoom, but, you know, who knew? Um, but... but it's great that we're figuring this out. And I know that I sent some of the short films that the class did, my classes did to a couple of executives over at a network because they were trying to figure out, like, how does this work? How do people talk to each other? Where do they look? How can they actually be connected? How can we really see what they're made of? You know, look at this. I don't want to send them classwork, but this is work that is being presented you know, and invited them to class, you know, come to class and see what that's like. And so what you have as, as actors is you have some authority here because if you bring everybody back to to the real work, right, to the to the to the story and to uh, your 
unique point of view in the story and to the relationship that you're engaged in in the scene, you bring everybody back to that, then all of this, all of these restrictions, all these limitations go away. And we are reminded of what the real work is and, and what everybody really cares about in storytelling. And, uh, and that's something that you can do. You actually have control over that because you know and they don't. And uh, it's, it's such a, to me, a liberating possibility in all of this. So that's pretty cool. Um, sure. Yeah. And we have an, a, an episode coming up about the industry opening up that we're excited to share with you also, just to expand more on, um, on what all of this means. So we're keeping our eye on that and, and, and excited about the connections that we're seeing and finding between the work that we're experiencing in the Zoom space and the industry and where that, where that is going. So but I'm excited about the work and keep coming back to that. And to me, that's home. And to me, that's what actors can, can find for themselves, you know, the heart of it, the touchstone of it, and build from there. Yeah. Tell me, is that painting behind you upside down or is that person lying down? Oh. I've um, asked you that before. You know, it's the same painting, the same artist who's um, Shirley Kaplan, whose painting I have in my office at BGB. Mm-hmm. And she, this painting has an interesting story, but we sometimes have it go the other way. So it's up and down instead of sideways and it works both ways. Um, In this particular room, it works right now only this way. So it has many lives on on its side or up and down. It looks great both ways to me. Do you do not like it on its side? No, I think it's just fine, but it speaks to what we're talking about. It's like, no matter which way it's facing, and 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 uh, you can find something in there, right? And like that's the artist's job is to. So that person is lying down just now in repose, but if it's the other way, those trees are growing out of that person's forehead. That's right. There are many people <laughs> or whatever. On, on there actually. Yeah, there are many people. And you know what's so interesting about that, based on what you're saying? So Shirley uh, is an amazing painter. She's she's. Um, a bit older than me, uh, and an amazingly wise human. I've known her for many, many, many years, and um, she lives in New York. And she, um, when when Renee and I moved to Los Angeles, your husband Renee. People don't know who Renee is. Maybe in our audience, maybe they do, maybe they don't. My husband Renee, M. Garcia. Um, Thirty years ago, we she had a going away party for us at her loft. And she has all her paintings in a room stacked. If they're not in a gallery, they're in this room. And you go in there and you go look at them. And I love her work anyway. And I love her work as a writer and as a teacher and as a, a director. She ran Sarah Lawrence's theater program for 100 years. And she said, so I was in the room and she came by. She said, we missed you. Where are you? I said, I'm just immersing myself in your work. I just love it. I'm going to miss being able to do this. And she said, I would like to give you and Renee, my husband, a gift for moving to Los Angeles. She said, I'd like you to choose any painting here and I will ship it to you and you will have a piece of us with you all the time. And so I said, wow, that's really generous and beautiful. She said, absolutely, I want to do that anyway. So I looked around first and I pulled a few out and then I got Renee and and he we went through them and we chose this painting. And the thing about it that I love when I look at it is that it reminds me of belonging. It reminds me of community. It reminds me of my artistic family and my artistic home, which started within my theater life in New York at the Ensemble Studio Theater, surely being a part of that. And 
that is the thing that I carry with me. Every time I look at this painting and every time I walk by it or sit on the couch and look at it, it's in our, our den, I am reminded of the power of community and about my need to feel that a belonging with other artists. Um, so it has real power to it. And it brings me home. And I think we, we all need that. We all, especially being away from each other, you know, where is home? Where is belonging? Where is community? Where is connection? Where is collaboration? Where is um, the only validation of art, your artistic expression and your talent to me, which is in yourself and with others who you trust and love, rather than trying to you know, prove yourself and your talent and your worth to somebody in the industry who right now is probably worried about their job if they haven't already been let go, is probably frustrated that their their work may not come to fruition, is probably feeling an incredible amount of pressure um, in delivering something that they, they don't even have the capacity to deliver, and is also sitting at home, you know, dealing with small children <laughs> or, or, or whatever else has challenged them in their lives. And so... You don't have to reach out to those people right now. You don't have to worry about those people. They will find you. They're probably finding you somewhere on Instagram if you're putting up, you know, work that you love, not work that you're trying to impress anybody with or, or win a challenge. Um, but, you know, what is that for you? Like, why are you doing this as you're saying? How can you show up for yourself in small ways? And where and how and what is your sense of belonging? Which I think is all about coming home. So we're excited about the season coming up, season two, which we recorded mostly pre-COVID, and we're about to release in March, and then this all happened, and so we held it, but now we feel like it's time to share it, and we're, we're super excited about season two and all of our amazing guests, what we have to talk about that is, you know, always been and will always continue to be the heart of the work for us and for actors. It's sort of like the um, season seven of Will and Grace, where like they all of a sudden they got fancy and like they like Oprah was on Will and Grace or whatever. Like this season is full of oh whoa that person's on our podcast that's amazing. Like discussions between you, for instance, and some of the people in this podcast. Both of you are the heavy hitters. It's a number of times when I'm looking at both of you going, oh shit, like these are pillars of the industry and the stories upon stories, which are so insightful and inspiring and reveal so much about an actor's journey and uh, what they will face. It's, uh, it, it's really exciting. It's really, it, it's, uh, it's going to be an amazing season. Better than the first one, I'd say. They won't say, yeah, season two was fine, but really season one, season two is, I'm telling you right now, is better than season one. So join us for the rest of the season coming up every week, every Tuesday. Look for it wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and join us. Also take the time to go back and listen to season one again, because there's some great stuff in there. Uh, and Not as good as season two, though, but sure. Sure. Yeah. We're, uh, we're excited. So we'll, we'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone. We love sharing this content with our community. We offer it 100% free, and it's our privilege to do so. If you're loving this podcast and are interested in offering something in return, go ahead and subscribe to The Acting Podcast. Then find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen to your podcast and leave us an honest rating and review. Your words will help us bring this work to even more actors and artists around the world. Thank you so much for listening and for being here with us. 
We love how this community shows up for us and for each other online and in the studio. And come visit us online at thebgbstudio.com. Jump into a class with us. We're here to get you into the kind of shape necessary to be successful. 